What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Unknown Stories Podcast. My name is Frank. I am here with my co-host. My Yeah, co-host Morgan. Um, today, what are we going to be talking about, Frank? We have uh, demonology. I have uh, a lot to uh, say and I have a bunch of notes. So I'm super excited about this one. Um, what about you? Um... Pretty, pretty excited, I guess. I, I mean, we've been meaning to talk about demons for a little bit, for a while actually. Yeah, this is uh, uh So I guess this is a long time coming, in yeah. a sense. This is season two. Season two. <laughs> or season one, actually. The rest of our episodes were basic, se- you know, like starters. Season one, season one, two. This, it was season point five. Now we're in season one, getting released <laughs> in January. That's right. All right. So I just, uh, me personally, I want to start this episode with a disclaimer on my personal beliefs on on this on, on demons and the occult and all this stuff. Uh, I am, I am open minded. I am skeptical. It could be real, but I, uh, you know, I I just. It, it, it's just when I look into this stuff, a lot of people are like, "Be careful, because you, you could get, you know, possessed or, or haunted." But to me, it's it's uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I believe in this stuff. What about you? Uh, I'm actually highly skeptical on this. Yeah, um, same, same with me. Like really highly. I haven't experienced anything nor have I seen anything uh, I don't really believe in exorcisms so I guess that kind of means I don't like really believe in demons mm-hmm. I honestly think demons are just mythology yeah I mean I personally grew up in a huge like Catholic household and uh, Olay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Catholicism is something that was like, you know, everyone was like, you need to believe in this and you need to believe in that. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of the stuff like I I heard about and I learned about growing up. So that's kind of cool to to learn about and read about. But as far as me being scared of, of yeah. being like something attaching to me, I'm not. I'll be all right. What about you? Um. I mean, if it happens, it happens, I guess. Like, Same. Like you said, uh, I mean, I just don't really believe in possession. Yeah. I so, think, I think like, if someone says they are possessed, I think it's just a psychosis. Mm-hmm. I think they're going insane. Yeah. Um, because, like, it, you know those, like, crazy religious videos where they're in the church mm-hmm. and you have like the pastor just like slapping their forehead and it's like get out and the guy just like falls on the floor he's like yeah and like and just, just shaking, shaking like a yeah. fake seizure and then the priest or the pastor or priest guy's like be gone and the guy just like stands up and is like oh my god i'm free at last <laughs> whatever that's what i think it is like snake oil sales all right i mean it, it could be completely that because some people like they get caught up in it, so maybe the guy who is 
falling on the ground and convulsing. Like caught in the moment. Yeah, exactly. It's like mob mentality. I, I think it's interesting, though. It is. I mean, it's science. I like, I like the lore behind it. It could all be explained by science. Yeah, I like the lore behind it, though. So, uh, I guess we'll start with the definition of what a demon is. Uh, demons are cons- or were considered to be angels who have been cast out of heaven for defying God. Each demon was associated with specific acts and sins, and each were connected to a saint in heaven whose actions could override that of the demon. Yeah, fallen angels, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and researching this stuff, I found out that a lot of the prominent demonologists are either German or French for some reason. Uh, I mean, I like baguettes and Maybe french fries. There's like a lot of history, though, behind there it. There is. Because um, Europe, that's where like Catholicism and all that came to be. And so there's a lot of history. Considering France, too, they have... Isn't France Notre Dame? Yes, yes. So that big cathedral. Yeah. Yeah. Also so they have a lot the... of uh, religious backstory there with mm-hmm. Europe, I believe. Mainly, like, because uh, Pope is Greece. Is it Greece? Or Italy? Italy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you have, like, all this religious in a small area. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, I believe that's why it's so um, heavy there. Yeah. Um, so during the 16th and 17th centuries, demonologists developed a complex hierarchy of demons and able to enable exorcists to identify demons and call upon the correct saint to d- drive the demons out of the possessed. As demons were thought to be fallen angels, their system of hierarchy mimicked that used used to categorize angels. So, uh, that right there is what I was talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. being Catholic, like, everything, like, was like, you know, you you have to be good or, like, demons and Satan are going to come get you. And, like, damn, maybe I just want to say curse words and do bad stuff and do hood rat stuff with my friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man, let's get some 40s and hit up the old church off yeah. of Main Street. Yeah, like that, kind of, that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. And my mom was like, you can't do that. You're going to go to hell. And, like, it, it was it was spooky to me as a kid when I was, like, 12. Like, no. Bitch, I'm already in hell. <laughs> I live in Texas. It's 80 degrees right now, it and is, it's December man. 15th. It is, man. It's hot. It's December. Yes. Very hot. I'm, like, I'm, I'm sweltering. So, um, that being said, the definition of demonology, of course, is the study of demons and demonic belief. Okay. So, makes sense. Mm, just like World of Warcraft. World demonology of- spec. War- war- warlocks. Right. Specialize same, in demons. Same thing. World of yeah. Warcraft, demonology, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, so, again, a lot of the... Like looking up the stuff, there's a there was a list of prominent demonologists, and again, a lot of them were mm-hmm. French and German. Um, some of these I was actually familiar with, not necessarily uh, their names and who they were, but mm-hmm. like the books they re- they wrote. Um, so, and I'm listing this in order of of t- 
time okay. of the year. So there was Heinrich Kramer and Jacob Springer. Uh, they were alive in 1486. They wrote the Malleus, and I'm probably going to like butcher this name, Malleus Maleficarum. Are you familiar with that book? Where is it? Right there. Malleus Malef Maleficarum. Um, and I'm actually Maybe familiar like with that name. Maleficarum? Same thing. Maleficent? Maleficarum? That's a very great movie. Uh, I've never seen it. Me either. I just know Angelina Jolie's in it and she's smoking hot. She is very nice. You know she had breast cancer? Did she? I think double. So she got both boobs removed. Twice? Two but times? But she's still super hot. It's probably all that money she got. Anyways, uh, I'm familiar with that name because uh, there's an AFI song with the same title. Really? Yeah. It's on... Uh, Love Like Winter? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's from uh, Black Cells in the Sunset. It's a really good song. Never listened to that. Um, it's good. You should check it out. Um, but that's where I'm familiar with the name. Um, but moving on, you got uh, Gene Bowden. He wrote On the Demon Mania of Witches in 1580. Okay. Uh, you have Henry Bogut, An, an Examine <clears throat> of Witches, which he wrote in 1590. And finally... Finally, Nicholas Remy, uh, he wrote De should have should have pronounced these before we started. Which Demon, one? this one right here. Demon Demonolantry, uh, written in fifteen ninety five, and those are the four um, books that kind of influenced demonology moving forward. Okay. Um, Malleus Maleficarum, uh, which is translated as Hammer of the Witches, is by far the most popular. Um, that was based on the biblical command in the book of Exodus, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Um, and that one, again, by far out of everything I just mentioned, was the guidebook, um, which inquisitors and judges kind of uh, based on, like based what they, they kind of judged witches on. That was like the like go-to book if there was someone who was a witch. Um, and it was divided in three parts, which part one discusses beliefs about witches and mm -hmm. their practices. Part two discusses in detail how witches can cause harm and how that harm can be prevented. And part three um, is concerned, which is kind of concerning. Uh, part three kind of talks about the legal aspects of trying and convicting witches, which is kind of like... If you think about it, it's kind of messed up because back then I could be like, you, yeah. Morgan, are a witch, and then we can go to trial. And there's Salem witch trials are just exactly. high on rye. Exactly. That's, uh, I'm not going to talk about that because I'm actually... that's what That's what it is right there. They're like, oh, he's. Right. Old, t old Tabitha over here is freaking out because she had like expired <laughs> rye bread tripping right. on LSD. Yeah, exactly. And that's. Oh, is that a reference to the witches, which is a very or witch the witch bitch? movie? The yeah, movie? that's a that's, that's a, a good movie. That's a good movie that a lot of people really hate. But it's, why? Because uh, it's slow pace. It's very slow pace. Or is it because it's racist with the goat? Because his name is Black Philip. The most racist thing about Black Philip is I have a pop figure. You have I, the pop figure of Black Philip. I purchased it for ten dollars and ninety nine cents MSRP. That's MSRP. <laughs> what are you a car? <laughs> But no, that movie's actually really good. It, I, it I, really is, that's, yeah. It goes into demonology pretty well. Mm -hmm. Damn, I should have put that in my notes. That is a really good movie. 
Ninety um, percent on tomatoes, by the way. I just looked it up. Does it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, a lot of people I talk to when I bring it up, they don't like it because it's slow paced. They don't get it. It's it doesn't a, make it's sense. It's a story movie. That's all it is. Yeah. So those were uh, those were the popular ones back, as mm-hmm. the kids say, in the day. Are you familiar with any of those? Or I have no idea of any of those. Yeah, we're, me we're boomers, Frank. Boomers. Yeah. No, boomers. We're, we're, uh, wait, no, we're millennials. No, Frank, we're boomers. We're thirty something years old. I got a bad ankle and bad knees. I'm an old man. You're not wrong. You do have a bad knee and a bad ankle and a bad ankle. It's healing. Mm-hmm. It is healing. I'm rubbing it right now. I'm caressing it gently. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we can't we can't talk about demonology without getting into. Uh, Probably one of the most famous, which a lot of people listen. Amityville Horror, or Amityville. They did talk about Amityville. Annabelle. And Annabelle is also. Conjuring. And the con- what you know about Ed Warren, the most famous demonologist, who is under a lot of skepticism too. Still, he, he is a lot, and we'll get into that. And he's dead though. And he's dead, so we can't get into it. R.I.P. We can get into it, but we won't get. I, I won't go too we'll hard. We'll do a seance and talk to him right now. Hey, Ed Warren, what's up, homie? Is this shit real? And he won't say anything because it's not real. Anyways. He's <laughs> um, like, no, man, we made it all up so we can get rich and famous. <laughs> again, I feel the same way. But, again, he is the most famous one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know him by name. But they, like you mentioned, they're probably familiar with... Yeah, know the story. The You're right. Oh, Amityville oh. Horror, The Conjuring, which I actually really like the first movie. I like the um, Ryan Reynolds one, Amityville. That actually was a really good movie. I like that. Oh, one. just like it was good, but that scene where he's shirtless. Mm. Mm. Ryan Reynolds is juicy. So good. Shout out Ryan Reynolds if you're listening to this. We love you. Hit me up um, at Morgan Rules Fifty One on Twitter <laughs> and Morgan S Hargrove on Instagram. That's right. Please, and Morgan S Hargrove on Facebook. Wow. So my name. <laughs> Dude, just, just look up his name. I'm pretty sure he's the only Morgan Hargrove in the world. I'm not. There's like tw- there's like 80 of me. Did you Google yourself? Oh yeah, no, I looked it up too. I'm like a fat. I, I'm I'm a fat white guy, but a, like an older fat white guy in Google. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aren't we all? So Ed Warren, Warren, um, he was a U.S. Navy veteran of World War II. So that's cool. Um, he fought Hitler. Uh, Fucking Hitler. God damn. The, the ultimate demon, some would say. Um, he attended art school in New Haven. Uh, Should have looked up where that is. I think that's in Connecticut. Hey, Google. <laughs> Where's New Haven? Let's, we're finding that out right now. Um, he So he was an Connecticut. artist. Conne- I was right. Um, Thanks, Google. So he, he was an art student, okay. and he sold a lot of his painting... Mostly depictions of haunted houses. Mm-hmm. That's called what is that called? Foreshadowing. Um, and then that left that led to his lifelong work in metaphysical subjects, <laughs> yeah, okay. which makes sense. We we're gonna make we're gonna draw paintings and then we're gonna do metaphysical subjects. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Definitely checks out. Um, 
So that's kind of how they, him and his wife Lorraine, kind of like discovered all this haunted stuff. Uh-huh. They would go to people's houses and say, hey, your, your house is really creepy. Let's paint it. Is it haunted? And then people being people saying, yeah, I guess I did hear a strange noise. And that kind of snowballed into okay. to them being paranormal investigators. Um, so here's where things kind of get kind of skeptical for me. So Ed Warren was one of only seven religious demonologists in the country. And he was self-taught. Okay. Do you see the problem with that? Self-taught. You could say that. We're self-taught, you know, paranormal investigators. We'll get a lot of things wrong. We're self-taught. So, you know, he was also, and I'm going to throw this in there to throw him some kudos. He was an avid animal lover and advocate, having rescued and raised numerous orphan animals over the year. Demons, but okay. Sure. (laughs) Um, He was also kind of a badass, because when asked if he feared death, Ed Warren remarked while painting. He was painting. Just kidding. So he feared death while while painting. <laughs> he said, no, I do not feel fear death, not one iota. I know I'll be going to a beautiful place, a place so spectacular it defies words. I respect that. That's pretty cool. He was not he was not scared of dying. I respect that a lot. Um, they also have a occult museum which you can look it up on YouTube or the internet. There's occult a kind of museum? An occult. Oh, occult. I was about to say Coke Museum. That's really specific and weird sounding. Um, have you looked up their occult? No. Museum? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched some videos. It's actually kind of neat, I guess. You can see the original Annabelle doll and all these spooky voodoo dolls. I hate dolls, so I won't look at it. <laughs> yeah. The only museum I want to go to is Zach Bagan's museum in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. You think they met each other? You think they ever no, met? No, he's... Wait, wait, probably. Maybe. What year did he die? I don't have that in my notes. Hey, Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What year did Ed Warren die? Let's see. We'll find out. What? Oh, wow. Lorraine, his wife, actually died recently. Yeah, she... I know April. She... Aww. Of 2019. Ed died at 79. What year, though? Does it say? Mm, now it's going to actually make me go to the website. What? You got to go to a website. That's not how we reach research stuff at all. <clears throat> well, while he's looking that up, we're going to get 2006. into... 2006. Oh, wow. That's kind of a while ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I guess let's get into the real... 13, uh, 13 years ago. Yeah, 2006. Holy crap, I was 18 when you died. I was about the same age. You were 60. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so here's here's the good stuff. Here is the the spooky stuff. (laughs) Alright, so uh, (laughs) researching this stuff. um, Okay. I was actually kind of overwhelmed with how much different... uh, just how much stuff there was um so the people i mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. a lot of those demonologists kind of had their own hierarchy um so this one 
is a uh, hold, on, hold on I didn't write it in my notes dang so this is this demonologist and this is his classific classification of demons Michaelis mm -hmm. and uh, it's the one that I'm familiar the, I'm the most familiar with um, and his um, classification of demons includes the first hierarchy second hierarchy and third hierarchy which super simple okay um, the first hierarchy includes um, seraphim cherub and thrones um, this is uh, this is a lot some of you listening might be familiar you might be familiar with some of these I know absolutely nothing I'm sure you will you say that now so <clears throat> in the first hierarchy you got Beelzebub Oh, I know that. Which is a uh, prince of the seraphim, just just below Lucifer, um, along with Lucifer and Leviathan. He was one of the first three angels to fall. He tempts men with pride, and uh, you guys might recognize this from earlier. Each demon is opposed by an angel, um, and this first angel. Okay. Fun fact about me, my name is Frank, uh, short for Francisco. Uh, this saint was who I was named after. So Beelzebub, he tempts men with pride and is, and is opposed by St. Francis of Assisi. St. Frank. St. Frank, baby, you know what I'm saying? We're all rolling right, all up right. with some Modellos, some Dos Equis, bro. What's up? Tequitos. <laughs> That's up, man. You want yeah, some Taco yeah. Bell, bro? I ain't scared. Um... Then uh, moving on, you have uh, Asmodeus, who is uh, also a prince of the seraphim, burning with the desire to tempt men into wantonness. Should I Google that? Because I don't know what that means. He's opposed by. Se are you? Are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> You're not gonna ask. I'm not gonna Siri? ask. I'm not gonna ask Google. All right. Well, uh, post in the comments down below. Smash the like button. Subscribe. Subscribe and tell us what wantonness means. What you want so. us to see. <laughs> um, but he is opposed by St. John the Baptist. Okay. Um, you got Barith, who is a prince of the cherubim. He commits, he tempts men to commit homicide. That's bad. And to be quarrelsome, contentious, and blasphemous. Dang, man. Detroit's wrecked then with that dude. Oh, bro, Barrett is running wild. That Detroit. angel tagged with him isn't doing his job at all. Well, if you live in Detroit, he is opposed by St. Barnabas, which I believe was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, Barnabas, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> um, you got Astaroth, who is a prince of thrones. I know, I know Astaroth. Do you really? I never heard of that name. Um, he tempts men to be lazy and opposed. Oh, man, he's me, then. He is after us, bro. Hardcore. Who's the angel attached to that guy? Saint Bartholomew. God damn it, Bartholomew. Uh, we got Varen, um, who was also a prince of thrones just below Azeroth. He tempts men with impatience and is opposed by Saint Dominic. I have that. Impatience. Um, and then these, everything after this, I've never heard okay. of them at all. Uh, Grissel was the third prince of thrones who tempts men with impurity and is imposed, opposed by St. Bernard. Um, I can't pronounce this. Uh, S-O-N-E-I-L-L-O-N. Sinillion? Sinillion. Uh, disclaimer, apparently we're not supposed to say these aloud. Oh, so, just, just so you know. 
everyone listening is. No, why? Uh, they're coming after us, I guess. All right, Pete. Uh, he was the fourth prince of thrones who tempts men to hate and is opposed by Saint Stephen. I know a few Stephens in my personal life. Keep me I safe. I hate every single one of them. <laughs> um, moving on to the second hierarchy. Uh, Caryu, not to be confused with Caillou, uh, was a prince of powers. He tempts men with hardness of heart and is opposed by Saint Vincent and Vincent Ferrer. Ferrer. Um, then we got Carnival which is kind of a cool name. Also a prince of powers. He tempts men to obscenity and shamelessness and is opposed by John the Evangelist. Evangelist. Why don't you read the rest? <laughs> Oilet, um, Oilet, whatever. I'm just going to say that. Was prince of dominions. He tempts men to break the vow of poverty and is opposed by St. Martin. Rosier was the second in the order of dominions. He tempts men against sexual purity and is opposed by St. Martin. Bellius was the prince of virtues. He tempts men with arrogance and women to be vain, raise their children as wantons, that word again? wantons, wantons, dumplings, and, <laughs> and gossip during mass. He is opposed by St. Francis de Paul. Third hierarchy, Verrier, was the prince of principalities. He tempts men against the vow of obedience and is opposed by Saint Bernard. Olivier was the prince of archangels. He tempts men with cruelty and mercilessness towards the poor and is opposed by Saint Lawrence. Levart was the prince of angel. At the time of Macaulay's writing, Levart was believed to be in the body of Sister Madeline. So, a lot of hard to pronounce names there. Side note: I wrote a whole thing about Sister Madeline, but I forgot to save it. So you know, if y'all want to talk to Siri later, there's a whole different. There's a bunch of that. Yeah, there, there. Man, this stuff is goes deep. So, um. And the only, like, like I mentioned earlier, each demonologist kind of has a different hierarchy and set of demons that they, they talk about and that they're opposed by. And this last, because uh, again, if, if I listed every single demon and hierarchy, we'd mm -hmm. be here for, for a get long like a seven hour podcast. Bro, we would be here for a long time. Yeah. Um, and researching this stuff, I thought it was interesting that, I don't know if you know who this is, but Anton LaVey, who wrote the Satanic Bible, also wrote a hierarchy. I didn't know that. And that was interesting, because he was actually, he didn't believe in either of those Have stuff. you read the Satanic Bible? I, I actually own a copy, and I've read it cover to cover. Uh, I own a copy of uh, <gasps> Chairman Mao's uh, Red Book. Mm-hmm. Which talks about what he believes in. Oh, really? In China, yeah. No, I, I own it. And so I, I guess we own the same thing? No, pretty much. You got the, like, you know, what is it called? Chairman Mao. <laughs> so he actually talked uh, a little bit about it. And um, a lot of these demons kind of overlap. 
And yeah. I guess you'll you'll realize what I mean when I well, read. Well, that's it. a lot in like biblical text or in any religious text is that there are a lot of similarities. There's a lot of overlap with stuff, but then they have their own uh, descriptions too. Yeah, like he he separated Satan and Lucifer, which I thought was the same exact thing. Satan is Lucifer. Exactly. So his hierarchy is Satan. The ad ad. Why do you have to use... Adversar? The adversar, thank you. Representing oppression, the element of fire, the direction of the south, and the sigil of Baphomet during ritual. Because everything I've read, Baphomet was completely separate. Okay. Um, and he kind of... Well, you'll, you'll see. Then he moved on to Lucifer, the bringer of light, which yeah, is what I've heard. Like Lucifer, Morningstar, whatever exactly. his name is. Representing pride and enlightenment, the element of air, the direction of the east, and candles during ritual. Then he has Belial, the baseness of the earth, independence of self, sufficiency, sufficiency, the element of earth, the direction of the north, the sword during the ritual. Leviathan, the great dragon, representing primal secrecy the element of water in the direction of the west and the chalice during the ritual. So he has his own different mm -hmm. hierarchy and, and and all this stuff. Um, so this was, looking into this stuff, I thought it was pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I knew what I was talking about. And then doing research, I'm like, man, uh, you don't maybe, know I, maybe I didn't yeah. know, man. There's so much and... That goes with like a lot that we research too. You're like, oh yeah, I know this, and you're like, oh, I don't know this. Yeah, one bit. <laughs> um, to give you an idea of how many, how much demons and all this, I actually have, and I think I posted it on my personal social media for anyone who follows me. I have the Dictionary of Demons, which is a three hundred. God, man, this thing is. Um, a 300 page book about it, demons and there's I mean there's this thing goes on and on um, there's a lot of stuff man and and again disclaimer apparently we're not supposed to read any of this out loud but flipping to a random page um, if you guys because this stuff is really interesting to me I'm not scared or frightened by it um, I said flipping to a random page, but all these names are really hard to pronounce. Frank, come on, man. I can't read. Dad, you're going to read all that, bro? I'm not going to read any of that. So we got uh, L-E-M-E-L. Just go to Leonard. All right, Leonard. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there is a literal demon. Again, just how extensive this is. It's an old white man that complains about young people on his lawn. Yeah. The demon of old, old white people. Bro, this dude's name is Leonard. According to Colin DePlancy, uh, another freaking thing I can't pronounce. Frank. I can't read. Dictionary Infernal. Thank you. It's literally the Dictionary Infernal. Leonard is the Grand Master of Sabbaths and the Inspector General of Sorcery, Witchcraft, and the Black Arts. He can take many forms, but generally prefers to take on a human, humanoid form with goat-like qualities. So he's a goat person. Is a nice. satyr, isn't? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. They're an enemy satyr. in Diablo three. I've slaughtered many. Yeah. Um, I mean, this stuff is really cool if you if you look into it. 
Um, I mean, we, we could, again, we can talk about this stuff for hours if we really go into detail. Yeah. But. My thing is, like, so, Ed Warren. Let's go back, let's circle back to Ed Warren. Sure. You said he's, like, one of the well-known, most prominent paranormal investigators, him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Investigated Amityville hauntings, used a, vir- a variety of individuals, including doctors, researchers, police officers, nurses, and college students, to help with his investigations. He worked on the Annabelle doll haunting. This was based on then the horror film uh, Amityville Horror, or Annabelle was based off of. Same with Annabelle Creation. He did The Conjuring and Annabelle Comes Home. This was like all the movies based off of just Annabelle. Right. Uh, he was also well known for the Perrin family in Rhode Island that was haunted by a witch who lived in the 19th century. Some new, some old dude named Bathsheba, or Bathsheba Thur- Sherman. Mm-hmm. Curse the so whoever died would die a terrible death. Nice. So what an asshole that guy is. Yeah. So yeah, um, and then we got, yeah. So this is Ed Warren. That's just like two, three things. So he's known for the Amityville hauntings, which the movie was based off of. Uh, then known for the Conjuring movies. So his works have been in mainstream pretty hard. Yeah, he's been scrutinized and uh, like heavily. And I mean, me personally, I think he one hundred percent believe this stuff. But you shouldn't criticize a person on their beliefs. So, one of the stories that I heard... Even how, like... Sure. Even if they're, like, this crazy sounding, you still shouldn't criticize this man on how on what he believes in. So, one of the stories I heard is someone, a skeptic, visited their occult museum, which mm-hmm. I referenced earlier. And there was a book, which Ed referred to as a grim- grimoire. Of I'm satanic... I'm you pronounce that right. I know. I was having, I was having trouble, but I did it. Uh, Round of applause. <laughs> I know. We need a soundboard. Yeah. Grimoire. She definitely get a soundboard. <laughs> I know. That's when we get more funds because we don't have the, that I kind get, of funds. Once I get a career. <laughs> and, uh, he, you know, he was going through the museum and he flipped through this book and Ed was like, don't touch it. It has spells. <coughs> and this guy flipped through it and it was a Dungeons and Dragons handbook. Like, you okay. know. And. So the guy. What edition was it? I I think fifth edition. Oh man, that's a bad one. And uh, but again, Ed. So it was obviously fake. It was a Dungeon yeah. and Dragons. But the guy said, Ed believed it a hundred thousand percent. So maybe this guy was so invested in his craft and what he believed in, he legitimately thought this was like this was teaching spells. But you just got to roll plus one for initiative. Yeah. So, like, you know, he believed so much that he would probably went like crazy with it. You know, that. But could still, be like, it. you shouldn't judge the man off of like. Right. Maybe he uh, got a lot of criticism, but you still shouldn't like judge the man off of. Uh, so what if he believes it? I have friends that believe in like. End of the world shadow people that tell him things in his dream. I'm not going to yeah. criticize my friend for that. He's my friend. I mean, it, there there could be... As long as he doesn't hurt me or hurt others, I don't, <laughs> give, a sh- I don't give a shit what you do. I mean, there's truth to everything. Um, you know. No, the only ones I will criticize are Mormons. 
Because mm-hmm. they have a bunch of wives. Those are Mormons, right? No, that's... Maybe. Shout out Mormons. We don't mean anything. No. Except your church is where I broke my ankle. (laughs) So fuck you. But, you know, I mean, there's truth to everything. You know, uh, conspiracy theories are conspiracy theories for a reason. When you have someone that believes in something that much, it's hard to uh, dissuade them into anything else. So, like, you have the guy that believes Dungeons and Dragons is like a paranormal, like, spell book. Mm -hmm. You can't convince them that there's nothing going on there that nothing's afoot right you know so he's thousand percent set in his ways um yeah like this man believes a lot that he wanted to believe and I applaud him for that. Yeah, for sure, man. And they made some good movies, bro. Conjuring was good. And I like the Isn't first Isn't Conjuring half. the one where, like, the dude just, like, throws up and it's, like, a weird CGI throw-up? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, but it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but that scene was weird. I was like... It was cool. Um, but, yeah. I, uh, I'm skeptical. I'm, like, 50-50. So... I'm always... You gotta you gotta approach this stuff unbiasedly. Yeah. You gotta approach everything with an open mind. Yeah, you can't believe on. It says heroin. Don't do heroin. D- don't do drugs. Don't do meth, cocaine, bath salts. The uh, you know about the one drug that uh, necrotizes your skin. Yes, was it like crocodile or yeah, something? Yeah, crocodile. Fucking, Crocod- Rus- fucking yeah, Russians. Man. Those Russians are crazy. Man. Don't do that. Oh, speaking of drugs. Huh? There was this, um, about I'm now? definitely off topic on this one, but there's a, uh, some girls in London or London. Yeah. They're live streaming, talking. And then a girl like went off to the side and was like, yeah, like <laughs> nose in the, like where the thumb and, uh, index finger are, that little, uh, hook, sure, sure, like sure. doing drugs on stream. Nice. Like 16 uh, year old. Girl. Oh, not nice. Yeah. You know, I knew Russians were up to no good ever since I played that one Call of Duty level. No Russian. In the airport. So, back to the demons. Oh, yeah, back to the... Let's get back to that before we talk about drugs. (laughs) Next time on Unknown Stories Podcast, drugs. Yes or no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I find really interesting the demons, uh, the, the djinn. Yeah, you talked about uh, right. We talked about it in the Muslim faith in the Quran. Now, I'm not very uh, knowledgeable of it. I'm not an expert. I know basic stuff, like literally elementary level knowledge of this stuff. But these guys are, um, like, from what I gathered, are. Helpers of the devil, essentially. Yeah. If I can, if I'm correct on that. If I'm wrong, go ahead and correct me 100%. Um, but they are trying to get you to do bad things so you can go to hell, essentially. Mm-hmm. So in Muslim faith, once again, just like the parallel here with like the Bible, you have a bad jinn, but then you have a good one too. Mm. So you have. So, every person that is born is assigned a, like, a jinn of sorts. 
someone to like whisper in their ear to try and get them to do bad things. So that's the belief. Like whatever bad thing you do, it's a essentially a jinn talking to you. Right. But they're known to take on human forms and animal forms. I did not so know that. So they're trying to. They're believed to be on the planet beside you. For all you know, I'm a jinn. For for all you know, I'm a jinn. Uh, what? You're a jinn. I could be. You could be. We all could be. You don't know, but that's what they are believed to be. Um, so another thing is with that. So you have them doing. Uh, so you have these jinns whispering in your ear, like to do bad things. You know, like go commit this crime. Go to this, go to that, trying to get you in trouble so you don't go to heaven. Um, so that's why we pray. Um, every time we pray, it essentially keeps another jinn away at the time or while, when you do it. So that's why praying is good in the Muslim faith. It's also good so you can just absolve yourself too. But... Jinn are like one of the scariest things because they could be anywhere on you. So, or anywhere in the world for you. So that's like my, that's my fear, essentially, is the jinns. Um, I don't know who it could be. If I, you know, if I do believe in the demons or the <coughs> or the demons or anything like this because I am a religious person I am practicing and so I guess part of me does believe in it part of me doesn't believe in it still but yeah the jinn are pretty um, spooky in a way so yeah, yeah. So every every person I've talked about gins to, um, they've always been really like cautious and like, well, you shouldn't talk about it and it's serious stuff. So there's this guy that I know, and he goes, he uh, I was at work. He goes, hey Frank, you're into this spooky stuff. You know what a gin is? And I was like, yeah, I've seen Wishmaster. Have you seen that movie? No. This is a series of low-budget <laughs> okay. horror movies okay. called Wishmaster, and it's about a djinn. Um, and I was like, yeah, I've seen that. And he was like, no, dude, you shouldn't joke about it. It's serious stuff. If you encounter a djinn, like, you're screwed. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really spooky, man. Are you going to buy anything? Or, you know, I'm, trying, I'm at work. I'm trying to make money, bro. You, you going to buy anything, or are we just talking about spooky just trying stuff? to scare me. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you trying to get a discount, or what? Like... Um, but you know, jokes aside, everybody who's brought up gins, uh, and even like the podcasts and YouTube video, YouTube channels I, uh, follow, like, apparently that's like, you're not supposed to talk about it. You're not supposed to like interact with them. Like if, if you the meet a gin, is, it's like, like having, no, they're not just going to straight up tell you, Hey, 
my name's Bob, I'm a gin, I'm here to fuck your day up. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So it's like one of those things, is it like, you'll know when you see it, mm -hmm. or is it gonna be, like, hard to decipher kind of deal? Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should do a future uh, episode on, on gin, and, and talk about them more in depth. I don't know, man, just like with Black Eyed Kids, gin kind of freaked me out, man, just because everyone who talks about it is like, don't do it. Don't any, talk about it. Any, anything where people are like, don't talk about it or else because you'll be screwed. Yeah. Right? Um, so that really messes with me, but I'm like, eh, I'll just pray. <laughs> and then I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's, you know, again, everyone's like, don't talk about, oh, you're going to do an episode on on demons and demonology like don't do it but so long as you approach the subject matter with you know respect with, with respect and a certain level of professionalism yeah. like of it, it'll be okay I think so I don't know man again you know tell us what you think on the on the Facebook page what we're gonna thoughts? be uploading like four episodes because we've recorded like three or four all at once mm -hmm. once we get more time on spotify and i've been out of the job for two months due to a broken ankle so i go back to work wednesday and i'll be able to start making money and then we're gonna go ghost hunting and everything like that yeah that'll be really fun doing ghost hunting i'm super excited first one we're going to is galveston we've said this many times we're gonna go that's gonna be our first official ghost hunt like overnight like Go out at 12 a.m., stay out till like 1 or 2 a.m., try and figure yeah. this, see if we can get anything good. And yeah, that is, that we is gotta really get a camera, we gotta get like an infrared or something. Yeah, or night, we gotta get something to like, you know, I think a camera, a know, spirit box at least. Spirit box, we have the recorder, which I still need to upload that, that, that uh, voice, the, the recording, because there was, I was something. so happy when we got that. I was, oh, there was so happy when we captured something. 100%. Like, there was... I, I There was something there. But, yeah, man. Really exciting stuff. So just, you know, keep listening and... and just keep an open, open mind. So, that is the end of this episode of the Unknown Stories Podcast, the Demon episode. Um, take it away, Frank. Yeah. Definitely uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're looking to get on other uh, social media platforms, you know, and just, you know, keep reaching out to us, me and Morgan. You know, a lot of y'all reached out to me on my personal Facebook um, and talk about this stuff. So, you know, just keep giving us your opinions and your feedback and, and uh, keep following us for sure. So, y'all have a good night. I'm Frank. I'm Morgan. And, you know... Stay spooky.